believe in miracles. Say it with me. I believe in miracles. Listen, a long time ago, I realized that I had been given the gift of faith. Yes, I believe. I believe. I believe. Now, did that mean that everything I wanted came to pass? No, it didn't. But what it did mean is that whenever I could hear the voice of the Lord, the Spirit of God, speak to me, I believed what God said. I believed that it would happen, that it would occur. And in this time that we are in, we need some of our faith to be increased. And so this is what this is about. You'll be able to hear the testimonies. You'll be able to hear the stories. You'll laugh with us. You might even cry with us. But I am convinced that the joy of the Lord will leap in your soul. So come now, share with us as we journey into faith, as we believe in miracles. We have Pastor Bingham Weltenstein uh, that is with us on today, and his life has just been one of great wonders and miracles. He's planted so many churches, he's just on fire for the Lord. And he has his testimony, his miracle of how God has worked and continues to show God's self in his life. So, welcome, welcome to I Believe in Miracles, Pastor Bingham. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Shalom to you. And I really appreciate it for the opportunity you gave me to share my uh, miraculous life and experience. So um, let's just kind of start with a little basis, though, before we just get caught right in there. I think you have a brand new addiction to your family that has occurred. Tell me about that wonderful bundle of joy you have. Yes, yes. He's, yes, bundle of my joy. and. Uh, God uh, blessed us with uh, a beautiful uh, son. He's now nine months. Uh, he already started uh, walking. And it's a miracle. And, you know, especially at this pandemic time, uh, if it was not for God and if it was not for my boy, I don't know what I would do staying at home. But now uh, just nothing but a blessing that I'm experiencing in my home with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, we praise God um, for that. We thank God for covering uh, you and your family uh, in this season. So share with us. um, We're we're anxiously waiting. What is it that you want to share with us that God has shown and God has done in your life? Uh, Yes, Pastor. Uh, You know, you know me that I always love to talk about uh, the miraculous intervention of God that happened in my life and that happens to everyone of his children. And I love to talk about that because uh, talking about a miracle really helps our people, members and saints to experience this divine intervention of God. So this is one of my uh, things to share uh, the miraculous intervention that happened in my life, in my ministry. Uh, I have so much stuff to share, but, you know, I don't know where to start. But just uh, in order for you to see what the Lord has done in my life, I would love to tell you two kind of 
uh, miraculous uh, event what happened in my life. Uh, one is very crazy. The second one is, uh, of course, it's a blessing that I learned a lot. So <laughs> if, you, if, <laughs> if, you, if you allow me, I can start from uh, the one that really made me crazy in the past. Yeah, you know, as a young person, uh, as a young pastor, uh, I've, I've gone through a lot. You know, uh, I was just only 21 or 22 when I was called as a full-time uh, pastor. Um, of course, uh, because I read uh, the Bible uh, thoroughly, and uh, since I was trained good, um, I was expecting God to back me up in everything what I do. The motive was right when I was 21. Uh, but the knowledge was uh, wrong that I have about miracles. Uh, so I simply got into a ministry uh, hoping that the Lord would heal and do whatever I ask for. Whatever you ask for. Whatever I ask. The word whatever <laughs> I ask. So even for my sake, it's not for his sake, for his sake. But I always <laughs> ask him, Lord, do it for me, please. Do this for me, please. So that, you know, people would accept me. That's a... Uh, idea in my uh at the back of my head that's what that's what it is that's what it was uh so i was young very young so i was assigned as a full-time pastor back in my country somewhere in a countryside and, so, and someone, might, someone might have missed that where, where is your country tell us oh okay of course uh i am from ethiopia uh which is found in east africa where there are 110 million people right now beautiful people right there and we are very close to the Semitic uh, culture and language. But yeah, I'm from Ethiopia. So when I was 21, I was assigned as a full-time pastor and sent to <clears throat> this countryside where there is no light, where there is no transportation, there is nothing. I'm a city boy, you know, I was a city boy. I was born and raised in Addis. But the senior pastor told that uh, there is a call in me. So he said, hey, uh, Ben, if I send you to this uh, place, would you go? And I said, of course. If God say, I'll go. Because I was so in love with Jesus. Uh, but the knowledge that I have about God himself was not that much matured. But anyways, I said, yes. So he sent me. So I just stayed right there seven months in that countryside. But one day what happened, uh, since I was a pastor of that community in that uh, small uh, countryside, People just brought their dead uh, person. They said, Pastor, would you mind if you pray and, you know, do uh, the funeral? And they, they simply expected me to, to pray for the dead. And so, just, you know. So, so you're at a funeral and you've been called to go to this funeral. Yeah, no, they just came to my house first. You okay, know, the, okay, whole, okay. the whole community, they, they carried their dead person. You know, he's a young boy uh, who's dead, you know. Okay. He was in a coffin, and uh, they brought him to my house where I live. Because in you know, that countryside, there is a, a certain place where the pastors live. So I used to live in that compound. Yes. So they brought him to me, just yes. only to pray and leave them uh, to bury their dead. So my responsibility was only to perform the prayer part. <laughs> so. I told them, you know, there are, there are so many witnesses still today. I told them, the Lord has not called me to pray for the dead. Instead, he called me to raise the dead. I told them this. And uh, everybody was shocked. 
and even there was an evangelist who assisted me right there and other doctor was right there and uh, there are so many people crowd huge crowd i told them he's gonna raise god is gonna raise this dead and nobody said anything so i kneeled down over the coffin i put my hand over the coffin i start to pray yes i start to pray in tongue i start to pray all kind of script i just wrote all kind of scriptures that i know to raise the dead but nothing happened so everyone was walking out from that house except the mother of the dead and i were there we just we were the only people who just left so the people were you know murmuring they were uh you know saying a lot of stuff hey leave him alone let, let us go and bury the dead that's what they were saying outside but i didn't mind i didn't care and i said he's gonna raise he's gonna just be raised by god and so i keep praying then finally the mother of the dead she just tapped my back and she said let him go <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was not I was not really happy with that. I was not really happy with her, you know, response. So uh, I told her, okay, but I was very mad at God. I was very mad and I was expecting God to raise it. You know, so I was so mad and I went home and cried and prayed before the Lord. Lord, how come you didn't do that? You know me, you know, I have faith in you. So how come you didn't do that? You see, after so many years, when I look back, I learned that, you know, miracle happens for the glory of God, not for the glory of the pastor. Yes, it is for his sake, not for my sake. You know, the, the motive, you know, my motive was wrong. Yes. But my action was right. Actually, yes. my action was right. But my motive was totally wrong. So God didn't just read that. Boy, oh, let's just hear that because there's someone you know they were listening to the story, you know, kind of you know, as, as I'm anxious to play, okay, because right, oh, really, really, you, mm. you're gonna command this. But what you're saying in this about miracles and God working is that we have to do it according to God's will, exactly, and God's glory, you know, uh, because I was a new preacher, I was a young yeah. pastor. I was trying to back my ministry up with this kind of miraculous uh, event so that people would accept me, you know. Uh, that was the whole, you know, motive that I had. But the Lord, he does not care about my, you know, motive. What, what he cares about is glory. You know, God don't share his glory to anyone. So he kept quiet, but I was mad at him. I was mad at him from that event. So what I, what I learned from this was, you know, we have to make sure whatever we pray align with the will of God first. Yes. As you said, yes. we have to make sure if it aligns with the scriptural teaching, yes. biblical teaching, with the yes. will of God. That's yes. the first thing. The second thing is we have to be led by the Holy Spirit in yes. order to do some kind of miraculous, you know, uh, divine intervention. Because, yes. you know, Miracle by, by itself, when we define miracle, it is not something that happens every day. Yes. Or yes. it is, you know, it is something, it is a surprising that is not explicable by natural or science, scientific laws. Yes. So what I'm saying is this miracle happens whenever God allows. Yes. Miracle happens whenever God wills. 
So we have to align our action ministry prayer according to his will instead of following our own motto or motive. So that was the, a, the, the good God, the good Lord never left me alone with oh. that kind of confusion. Oh. Because I have to add one more, one more craziness, add one more if you have time. This time, this time, uh, if you come to Ethiopia or Africa, you will see, you will experience, you will see those crippled people, you know, uh, trying to move with different kind of uh, uh, tools, you know, they don't walk, they are crippled. So I found, we found this crippled person on the street, a major street where there are so many crowds. So when I see him, I said to myself, and I said even to them, these people will just, you know, walk. I'm mm. going to pray. I'm mm. going to put my hand. He's mm. going to walk. <laughs> this time, I asked God, I told to God, Lord, this time you're not going uh, uh, to, you know, you're not going to just leave me alone. Be with me. I'm going to pray for this person. <laughs> Guess what? I, I took that crippled person with us. I took him to the church instead of praying on the street because last time, you know, that, that it didn't go well. So now I want to just pray alone in the prayer room. I took him with me. I start to pray starting from nine in the morning until three in the afternoon. I was praying and praying and praying. He was not moving. So I asked myself, what did I do? What's wrong with me? I thought I was not called. I thought God was not with me. That's what I thought. So I was a little bit scared. And I said, for one more time, I said, if I hold his hand like Peter and John, if I hold him and pick him up, he might just rise. That's what I thought. So when I tried to pick him up, he just, you know, jumped on me. We just fall together. And nothing happened. Nothing happened even that day. That was the day that I said, no, I'm not called. I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm not called to preach. So I'm going to give up. I said to myself, I'm not going to be a minister. I said that. But the Holy Spirit in his own way was whispering something into my spirit. He was saying, no, you are called and God is with you. Anyways, the, these two stories that I, that I wanted to share with you is because people should learn how to depend on the Holy Spirit for people to know what it means to follow or to be led by the Holy Spirit instead of simply following our emotion. Mm, that's good. That is good. And right after that, I never tried, never tried to do it by myself or unless I hear something so, from the Lord. One day I was in a church with the whole people and a friend of mine and I were trying to have lunch right there in the church. So he received a call, a phone call from his house because his younger sister was crippled and sick. She was on the uh, bed for so many months. She never eats. She drinks a little bit of fluid or liquid. That's it. So he was called and he just told me, you know, Pastor Ben, can we just go to take my sister to the hospital because she's about to die? Mm, mm, mm. And I said, yes, of course, let's just take her to the hospital. This time, I said to myself, Lord, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to put my hand and I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. 
just to take her to the hospital. I'm not ready to face that kind of problem again. That's what I was saying to myself. Then we agreed to go to that house. We got there. The whole people was right there and crying and crying for her. So the Holy Spirit told me, this is your time to pray. And I said, no. And the Holy Spirit just put his urge. You know, I was urged. You know, the urgency was in me. I could not keep quiet. And I was saying to the Lord, Lord, you know what happened in the past? I had faith in you. I believed you. You never cooperated with me. So I'm not going to pray for this lady. But the Holy Spirit was telling me, hey, you go ahead and pray. But this time, he said, you simply pray. And I told to the whole people, would you mind if I pray for this young lady? And everyone said, yes. So I got into the room with her brother, with her sister, an elder sister, and I and two more people to that house. We just started to pray. This time, I was not near to her. She was laying on the bed. I was just facing myself back to the other wall where there is a mirror. So I was looking into the mirror while I was praying. So I was praying, Lord, please just bring your miracle. Please heal her. Your name is Jehovah Rapha. You told me that. Please back your word, please, Lord. And I was praying and crying, praying. I was into the spirit of God. Suddenly, I saw this young lady moving her tongue left and right. Oh. And, and I thought it was demon even. When I pray, she started to talk. And her elder sister, she shouted in happiness. She said, she talks, she talks, you know. Now I knew that the Holy Spirit was intervened. He intervened. Oh. So at this time, at this time, I was so encouraged and I cried and I hold her right now. And I asked her to rise in the name of Jesus. So she just jumped out of her bed. And everyone was so happy, crying in happiness, you know. I was so totally, uh, you know, blown away because of what happened right there. Now, at this time, she never ate any kind of solid food for so many months. And I simply told them, you know what, would you mind if you bring just regular food that you would eat? And they brought that food. Guess what? She wow. ate it like a hungry person. She just finished everything what she was given. I cried. I cried a lot. And I learned something. What I learned was, it is up to the Holy Spirit mm. Mm. to do miracles, not to me. Because miracle, as I said earlier, miracle is not uh, something that we do whenever we want. Mm. It's not it's not happening every day. It's not happening every week. We can do nothing about miracle except believing in the Lord that he would do it. So he would do it in his own time. But what we need to have is faith. <sighs> Our faith always activates yes. miraculous happening. Yes. So I love this. It's up to the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, my faith should be strengthened. My faith should be should be built on this knowledge that God is a God of healer, healing. He heals. By the way, one of his name is Jehovah Rapha. Yes. His name is Jehovah Rapha. That's yes. the Hebrew name for God. God yes. heals. God but heals. 
But the problem that we have as a 21st century sense, the problem that we have is we are surrounded by insurance. We are surrounded by so many things so that we think we don't need any miraculous intervention. We have insurance for our car, insurance for our health, insurance for home, insurance for everything. Now we are okay with that. So because of that, we were not able to experience any kind of miraculous uh, intervention. I don't mean that insurance is wrong. It's good, but God is beyond insurance. Mm. God goes beyond what you have. Sometimes mm. people tend to believe uh, that they would be okay because they have money in the bank, food in the table, you know, in the fridge, everything. They, they, they tend to believe in that. But this is what I would tell to my own uh, friends, sisters, and brothers in Christ. You know, God always wants to do miracle in our life. As a matter of fact, our life is full of miracle. Yes. Full of miracle. Every yes. single day is a miracle. Yes. You know, this brand new day is not given to you because you deserve it. It is because God has put his mercy on you. Yes. We yes. just got this brand new day because of his mercy. This is miracle. I call it a miracle. You know, sometimes when I eat, I cry. Pastor, you know, uh, I would love to tell you exactly what I'm experiencing this day, especially at this pandemic time. If it was not for God, oh. there were so many things that would destroy or, you know, take my family away. But God was faithful and he's faithful. He's been faithful. So he always comes on the right time to yeah. provide, to protect. You see, beyond what I know, beyond what is said. So this is a miracle that I always experience. So I, I would have to say something about miracle, biblical miracle. Uh, this is my experience, but you know, I always love to see saints, members of our church, to expect miracle from yes. our prayer. Yes. They need to have expectant heart. When yes. we pray, it is not a religious ceremony or ritual activity that yes. we would give. This is the prayer. Uh, that we give uh, hoping to, to see something from our members, sisters and uh, brothers in Christ. I don't want to simply pray for people without expecting to see something. So I want them to have that kind of expectation too, because in cooperation, you know, we will just experience God's miracle. So in the Bible, there are uh, number of stories that I don't want to pick right now, but I would love to mention one, you know, that lady with the blood, with, with the issue of blood, you know, she did what she could. You know, there are so many people who are even attending this uh, broadcasting, you know, they did what they could. They spent what they have, everything, and but they didn't get anything that they were expecting. So this is the right time for them right now as we speak. As we speak right now, they can receive their miracle if they align their spirit, if they align their will with God, if they ask God, God is a God of a miracle doer. He, he does miracle. So Pastor Binyang, um, before yes. we close, can, can you just say a prayer for someone? Because there's so much that you said yes. to us on today. First, you said that, that we have to understand, you know, that, that God doesn't just simply do our bidding if God doesn't get the glory, right? That our motives That's have right. 
right. Our motives have to be for God's glory. And then, you know, you go on to share about, well, when you didn't want to, you were resisting because of your past experiences, but you clearly heard the spirit of the Lord speak, do this, this is my glory. And you did, and God got the glory. Yes. And so, and, and then you just moved into saying to us, but you know, there's some, there should be a spirit of expectation that yes. we should want God to do, but there's some who might have given up hope or become so resistant. And so Pastor Bingham, could yes. you please just, just say a prayer that will ignite our hearts so that we can believe that God is still yes. in the miracle business. Will you? Amen. Yes. Yes. Pastor, I would love to uh, put these two words together and I'll pray. You know, our expectation and God's glory should come together, you yes. know, because uh, God wants to display his glory in our life. He yes. always wants to display always. his glory. Yes. He always. So you are the display of God's glory. So how does God display his glory? One of the way he displays glory is through healing your body, your soul, your spirit. When God heals you, he will get his own glory. You know, when you are healed, of course, you are the beneficiary, but God gets his glory. So it is the will of God for, for you to be healed. I totally believe healing is up to God, but it is for you. God will heal you. You need to expect that kind of healing from the Lord. So now I'm going to pray. There are so many people in case, you know, whoever comes to this broadcasting by chance, or if God allows you to come to this broadcasting, or if anyone wants to hear this broadcasting in, in a later time, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pray for you. You tried so many things. You have tried to fix your life, to fix your broken heart, to fix your broken relationship, to fix your uh, health. You know, you were not able to, to experience health. You know, it is the will of God for you to experience health. So I'm going to pray right now as we, you know, pray the spirit of God. I believe, I believe because the glory is going to go to the Lord. I know God is going to heal some of you right here. There are few people who's going to experience God's intervention, divine intervention, miraculous intervention. Right now, as I pray, Lord, please extend your hand, touch their life, touch their spirit, touch their soul, touch their body, touch their finance, touch their relationship, touch their school, Lord. Whatever the challenge they have, Lord, please, please, Lord, right now, I ask you in the precious name of Jesus, I know your name is Jehovah Rabbi. I know you always want to uh, heal and bring joy to your children. I know that. I know you are our God. We call you Daddy, Lord. We call you Dad. So it's your will and it is for your glory that you're going to heal my brothers and sisters who are attending this seminar, this broadcast, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus today, I pray as a pastor, as a prophet, Lord, I pray right now. Whoever listened to this broadcasting, Lord, let them experience healing in their body, in their soul, in their spirit, in every area of their life, Lord, right now. I ask you, Lord, to help them so that they can experience uh, the release of your miracle, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. Was your soul blessed? 
Do you feel fire burning in your soul? What about your faith being increased? I sure hope that it has. I hope, I pray that what you have heard has increased your faith and know that God is still a present acting God. And yes, I believe in miracles and my prayer is that you will too. God bless.